welcome back to the PG D&D Podcast. And welcome back, everybody, to PG D&D. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, Jefferson Beatty, joined by... I'm Zane, I play Theseus. I'm Matt, I play Delphos the Great. Tyson, I play Alondros. Shay, I play Thalassa. Connor, I play Vedius. So, to recap last episode, you went to the mausoleum where Alondros' father was buried. After discussing your decision to kill Linus, you discovered there was somebody following you. It happened to be Faustus. He told you he was following you secretively because he did not trust those around you, implying that Triss, Alondros's housemaid, couldn't be trusted. Alondros then cast Zone of Truth, where it was discovered she has been working with Apto to relay information on Alondros's house. Vidius revealed his true self in front of her, to which she recognized that he was the man on the wanted posters around Melitus. After some more questioning in the Zone of Truth as to what she was talking about, Vidius was coaxed by Theseus to indeed kill her, but not before Adelphos tried to stay his hand. After killing her, you hid her body in the crypts, and then, when you walked back to Melitus, you were somewhat reprimanded by Faustus, who communicated to you the whole reason why you were here in Melitus was to acquire a boat and begin your journey into the sea to find Apollonia. He told you that he was going to stay at the Blue All Seed Inn near the docks and will be there tonight only. If you don't show up, he wouldn't give you the information. After that, you made your way to the darker quarters of Melitus, and went into the lion's den, or at least Thalassa and Adelphos did. They confronted Linus and asked whether or not Alondros's debt had been paid now that his father was killed. Linus said no, and that if Alondros wanted to square away his debt, that he had to have to do that himself. Before leaving, he passed on a poker chip soaked in blood and told Thalassa and Adelphos to give it back. To Alondros. You did, which sparked a flashback of Alondros remembering before he left for the war his father confronting him about his gambling debt and telling him that he would keep the poker chip on him at all times as a remembrance of Alondros's promise that he would return back from the war with money enough to pay his debt. After that, Alondros swore that he would kill Linus, but before doing so, you decided to make your way to the Blue All Seed Inn to talk to Faustus. And that's where you are now. You walk down to the Blue All Sea Inn, which is near the docks. A better looking building than most around it. You see it is surrounded by people outside and appears to be very full inside. There's a two-story building with lots of balconies and open air and there's plenty of people eating and drinking. There's loud music coming from inside and you can hear cheers and laughter and some sounds of arguments. And as you enter, pushing past the crowds of people, mostly sailors, you see sitting in the corner at a table is your friend Faustus. He seems to be sipping away at, at a cup of something, not really paying attention to, to anything in particular. I want to try and sneak up on him. Okay. Um, first <coughs> off, are you in disguise? I definitely would be. And yeah, and I knew um, you would be, which is why I'm not going to be like, okay, well, you do it now. So Yeah, I would pretty much always have it up. Okay. Um, and just looking human? like a basic human okay. deckhand. I would try and sneak up on Go faces. ahead. You can roll with advantage because he will not recognize you. Advantage. 24. So you are able to approach him without him really noticing. Just want to get him right in the sides. <laughs> you know when you sneak up on someone and you just like right, right in their ribs. Yeah, right, so right. you can sneak up <laughs> next to Faustus and you sort of grab onto him. Uh, roll me a dexterity saving throw. Absolutely. Throw his natural one. <laughs> yeah. So moving so quickly, 
you're almost it happened so fast you almost can't really realize what happened mm -hmm. but he was able to turn around and grab you by the, the collar of your shirt essentially with his left hand and you look down and his cloak is now moved and he has his his right hand on his sword that's on his side and you know his his armor his acroan armor had been covered by this cloak and now it is showing you see he's looking at you with his one eye just fiercely and he says who might you be Mm, don't be so jumpy, friend. Just an old pal. Wait, is this Faustus? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I'm <laughs> why do, why do you ask who he is? Oh, you have. I don't guys. look like myself. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I would like to walk up as it. I'm assuming at this point, hopefully, my crew is like walking up behind me, <laughs> yes. and he'll get the picture. I would like. I would like to walk up behind him and yeah. say, "Good to see you still have it, old friend." Who is this? I might say I'm thoroughly impressed. That Theseus, was quite. You know this man? I do. You know, you know this man. I'm not here for games, Theseus. I look a couple inches taller right now, but... And you see... Oh, come on, there's four of the five heroes here. You see... <laughs> Where's the fifth one? Maybe Who's he the doesn't one? have it all still. <laughs> you see that suddenly, that look of a connection being made in his mind is, is seen in his eyes. And he throws you away, kind of pushes you back, you stumble a couple steps. He says... That wasn't funny. And he sits back it's down. It's a matter of perspective, honestly. What has you in such a jolly mood, Faustus? And he looks and shoots a look at you, Theseus. And he said, you should know why. Please, everybody, sit down. I'd like to roll perception to see if my father's in the way. Yeah, go ahead. I got a really? ten. You glance around. It's a pretty crowded place, but it, he doesn't appear to be near. Okay. Do you all sit down? Absolutely. Sweet. Yes. You sit at this table, again, very crowded. You're at the backs of your chairs, sort of pushing up <clears> against <throat> the backs of the others there, and, and it's very, very loud <clears throat> with the music and the cheers and jolly. And Faustus leans over and he says, Now, I don't know how much time I have here. He said, I left Proteus at a statesman's house. Hopefully, the conversation will hold well with them, and he will be able to stay for a while. But I would not be surprised if he comes looking for me after long. And he looks at you, Alondros, and he says, Well, have you taken care of the business you mentioned <clears throat> earlier? And I kind of play with this chip that's now in my pocket and just kind of shake my head. No, not yet. Well, there will be time for that. But as you recall, I asked you here because I believe I have information that is pertinent to your mission at hand. But before that, I must explain to you why Proteus and I are, are here to begin with. You see, after the success in the Atlantis, Akros, which is still struggling to fill the seat of power, is eager to make allies. Proteus thinks his standing will be elevated if he's able to strike a deal with the Miletians again. The catch is, it's not the, just the Miletians he wants to make a deal with. Apto and his band are looking to stretch the Leonin's influence a little further than their grasslands to the north. He was also at this meeting. Really, the only ones that weren't represented were the Setessans, which seemed odd because they were so ready, at least at the end of our engagement in Melitus, to participate. But they tend to do things a little differently there, which I'm sure you know, seeing as how you were just there. Yes. So this was a meeting after Leonatus. Right. This has been ongoing the last two weeks. They just wrapped up discussions a couple days ago. And as it stands, Akros, Melitus, and the Leonin of Oreskos are in a tentative treaty. One that could possibly strain other relationships in the area. Namely, that of the Setessans and the Centaurs. So, I think it would be wise, once you wrap up whatever personal business you have here, that you make your way to go find me, the king's daughter. The sooner we can get a legitimate heir in Akros, the better. Would better stabilize things, I think, and would possibly prevent a war. That being said, I was able to commission an old friend of ours, he looks at you, Adelphos, who was once a servant in the royal household, to do some digging for me. And up until about 16 years ago, Apollonia was in regular contact with her family, sending scrolls back and forth on her journey in the ocean. Unfortunately, I was not able to take any of these scrolls, seeing as they are property of the royal household. But 
their meaning was conveyed to me. The last scroll that was known to be sent to the king told him that Apollonia had seen her destiny and that if they wanted to find where she was going, they could find a map hidden on the Isle of Skies. I'm not sure exactly what that means, but at least it's a place to start. Have we, have I ever heard of that? You can roll a history check. It's 14. Because you are a triton, know the seas, you have heard of it before, but like a lot of things, head around the ocean, it's kind of vague, and it might not even be real. But you have heard of it before. Gotcha. And for Just the rest like of you, a lot of other stuff in this world. Correct. And I apologize for that. But no, that's, that's okay. That's the world. That's a, that's, that's a that's lot okay. of the myths that happen yeah. in, in this world, which mm-hmm. makes it awesome. He says, I'm curious if, if you have found anything that may help you in your journey. I know Satessa is a long way from Miletus and has little to do with Apollonia, but is there anything that might get you closer to your, to your goal? We have been tracking this unknown god, or goddess, and that has led us to finding things. He sort of gives you a puzzled look, and he says, do you mean the the one that was in the Atlantis? Yes, the blindfolded one. Yes. You've seen seen more of of her? Can I show this to Faustus? Yeah, if you want to. So you pull out the, the piece of paper that you found in the Temple of Cloth, Clothis in the Satessan woods. And he reads it. And you see, as he reads it, his eye gets wide with surprise. And he looks up and he says, you think this is true? If it, if it is true that a physical strand of this goddess's hair resides somewhere in the ocean, this could have been where Apollonia went to. She says in the letter that she saw her destiny. This paper says that if you touch the strand, you have a vision of your destiny. Quite possible. The pillars seem to be lining. And he hands you back the parchment. And he says, that's strange. It's strange that this unknown deity is beginning to just appear seemingly out of thin air. Or from what... Wait a minute. Where did you find this piece of paper? Ruins of a temple. Ruins of a temple, yes. Like the one that was in the Atlantis? I don't know. Were they similar? No. Were they similar? <laughs> I don't really remember. Uh, so, Adelphos, you remember that on the entryway to the ruins, you saw a symbol of a set of scales, which was the same symbol at the temple in the Atlantis. Oh, was there a symbol? I thought I remembered like the statue having a... Like, uh... It does, but there are also symbols. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yes, similar. It had the scales, had a symbol of a scale. Interesting. What, you don't remember? No, I do. I'm just wondering what the importance of this goddess is. Who is she? I have... Some old magic. I have no idea. I mean... An old god? Quite possible, but it, it seems as though the gods in their age have been around since the beginning. The Archons once ruled this land, but they were bested by the gods. And you all would know that before this age, the age that prefaced this one, there were a set of individuals called the Archons, which are sort of these demigods that lived on Earth, and they sort of oppressed humanity. There was only a handful of them, no more than five or six. They were sort of like these warlords, super leaders. Is there anything that I can do for you? I know it's a bit much just throwing this information on you and asking to, to go on this journey, but I do think it will be important. Actually, yes, I, I do have a, a personal matter that I would like for you to take care of. With my, my mother being left alone at this time, and I know that this isn't necessarily your expertise, but would you, by chance, know of a way to, to find her a new handmaiden that preferably is not selling information to, to others? He nods, and you see he looks at you with sincerity, and he says, I appreciate your concern for your mother, and I feel bad asking you to go on this journey. I feel even worse to tell you that I wouldn't know where to start. My life is in Akros. I am only here as an attaché to Proteus. I'm sorry. That is fair. I do know that in, like, most cities, 
you could hire someone by talking to people on the streets or and he looks around, even possibly here. But as far as knowing their intentions, I have no idea. I'm sorry. Well, feel free to enjoy yourselves here tonight as long as you can. Hopefully, our paths will cross before you leave on your journey. If there's any other information I can find, I will try and get it to you the best way I can. But until then, know that at least my prayers to the gods are that you are successful. And as he begins to get up to give his goodbyes, you see he looks across the room and his eye widens. Not in fear, but almost in surprise. And he takes a deep breath and he looks at you, Theseus, and he says, Be wary. And he looks up and he says, Proteus! Wow! You found me. And as you all look to the uh, doorway, you see pushing past these crowds of people, a somewhat tipsy Proteus enters. He says, Faustus, Faustus, you thought you could give me the slip, Faustus. You thought that you could leave me talking to that statesman, but I'm smarter than you think. I'm smarter. And as he approaches, you see, he gets near the table and sees you five sitting there. And he says, Ah, well, if it isn't our heroes. Mind if I sit down with you, have a bit of a chat? Think it's for the best. You see, he kind of scooches Faustus aside, sits down. His glinting armor with the black roses on it, the white cape, he says, Well, as you may have known, I've been here on business for Akros, and it will gladden you to know that we have struck a treaty with Melitus. Yeah, and you see he motions over to the bar to bring some more wine here to the table. He says, and not only that, but the Leonin have struck a treaty with us as well. Now, mind you, as of right now, it's just a trade agreement that the Leonin will bring in some of their precious linens and other beautiful fabrics to be traded for the the Miletians' food and, and fishes and... In the meantime, Akros has agreed to supply them both with weapons and training in exchange for these items. And you see, he grabs a cup of wine and and drinks it, almost all of it, and he slams it onto the table. Ah, so celebrate with me. Isn't that great and wonderful news? (laughs) No. I'm just some random. I really say that. <clears throat> and he looks at you and he says, Wasn't there a second Triton? Boo. A part of your <laughs> a part of your uh, your party. You bore me. And I stand up and take my drink and walk away. Okay. <laughs> he goes, Ah, as a matter of fact, there's something else I want to talk to you about, and that's the matter of your ship. You see, I was able to Pull some strings, and I may even have a ship that I can give to you. Of course, there might be some attachments with it. Some favors I might call in on your journey, but we can talk about that later. Right now, let's just drink. And as he drinks more, he looks around at you four that are now here, which I'm assuming you're not drinking with him. Also, I didn't walk away. I just stood up and was standing there now, just staring at him. Okay. Puts his drink down. Come on. Come on, have a have a drink with an older man, a successful man. It's been a long day. And then he looks at you, Theseus, and he says, Come on, I know you're good for a drink, boy. Seem to do that much better than you could fighting, as he drinks another drink. Before Theseus can say anything, I just want to drop my disguise, and I just want to say, Proteus, I get it. Shiny armor... You're here, sounding like you're out of breath, and walking three streets over from your meeting. I feel bad for you. I honestly do. And I just actually turn and start walking towards the bar. You see, he follows your walk with his eyes glaring, and he stands up, and he calls to you, trying to shout over the crowd around him. He says, I may be winded from drink, Walking here, but I come from an honorable line. Ones that have consistently brought honor to the name of Rhododendron. And yet you treat your own like crap. Yeah, I'm just going to stop. And he looks at you, Adelphos, and he says, What did you say to me 
slave. Just saying that maybe if you had a bit more honor, you'd actually treat your own son like he's a person. You see, he looks at you and narrows his eyes and he says, I don't have a son. Mm. And he... Can I just, as quick as can be, just... I just want to run up as fast as I can and just pull out my sword and just put it right to his throat. Can I do that? Yeah, you can. With how freaking speedy quick I'm not I am. sure. You do that? Yeah, I Kay. do that. You see, not um, in a way of like... I know. Yeah, I'm going to kill you, but just like... Watch uh, what you're saying. Yeah. Check yourself. He cracks a smile, still looking at you, Vidius. He says, I see how it is, Theseus. You couldn't fight your own battles at home. So you have your your friends, dog, fight them for you. Theseus is twice the man I'll ever be. He's the most honorable man of all of us. Well, then let him fight me and prove it. Solidifies the fact that I am honorable and that my class is far superior. Then he turns to you, Theseus, and he says, It's been four years, and you're still the coward you were when you left home. And he moves your sword, Vidius, with his hand slowly away, and then begins to walk out of the bar kind of whisper to them, coward or not, he's the one who's going to be getting After he walks out of the bar, I'd like to make my way through the crowd of people in the bar as he walks into the street. As he's in the street, and say, I am no coward. You shout that after him? Yeah. On the steps of this inn, the steps leading down into the street, he's about halfway crossing this cobbled road, when you shout as loudly as you can. Your voice echoes through the now beginning to empty street, as night begins to grow later. And you see he turns, and he looks at you, and he says, Well, if that's the case, draw your blade. As you remember, I don't use a blade. And then I, I'd like to just pull my, my spear. And you see he smirks, and he goes, Spear or blade, I'll still beat you. As he unbuttons his cloak, and lets it fall to the ground. And he draws a sword, a sword that you're very familiar with, Theseus. A sword that you have seen consistently growing up. Beautiful bronze blade. Flawless. Shining. Almost with a mirror finish. The hilt designed to look like the thorny stalks of a rose. And at the bottom, the pommel, a rose itself. Graven graven in, in gold. And you see he lifts his arm and sword up. Well, just like the old days. Roll initiative. All right. Sort of describe to you what this is. So this is the building that you came from. This is obviously the door. It's got some steps leading down. With some columns in front. Always columns. And the street is about 40 feet wide. It's cobbled stone. There are some people there. Most people are beginning to go home. These are the steps leading down from the building. Please put your piece on. This is either going to go really well or really poorly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not nervous. Totally didn't lose my temper at all. So Proteus um, is about here. So you are at the top of the steps. You call this up to Proteus. And as people hear it, they begin to gather, but not in a way that impedes Uh you and him. Obviously, they can tell that something's about to go down. So people have gathered kind of to watch, but not to interfere in any way. Uh Drill on your initiative. I got a 14. You beat him. So you act first. Okay. As I'm standing on the steps, Mm -hmm. I say, Give up, I have the high ground. Just kidding. (laughs) I don't say that. As I see this sword, and I bring to remembrance all of the the countless hours and days and weeks that, that, that Proteus had trained me, I say that I may have fallen at that sword many a times as a boy, but tonight I look forward to taking it from you. He smirks, and he points the sword at you. I would like to see you try. I would like to kind of like uh, run down the steps and give like a little little jump down to where he is and go to jab at him with my spear. And if I hit, I would like to use a smite. Awesome. So you run from the door to the edge of the steps. And once you reach the edge of the steps, you jump in the air, bringing your spear back. I rolled a 23. 23 does hit. I would like to use Mojus's favor. Okay. And cast Wrathful Smite. Okay, sweet. So now for the next minute, you see as you jump in the air, wielding your spear back, you see at, in the air almost, you, you, you say a brief prayer, mm-hmm. honoring Mojus. 
this god of war. And as you whisper, asking for this favor, you see the tip of your spear begins to collect this red energy as if glowing in this blood red aura. And it now does an extra d6 damage for the next minute, I believe. I think so. Yep. It is, it is concentration. Okay. So when you do take damage, you will have to roll a constitution saving throw to see if you keep the spell. Okay. Um, is, and is it a bonus action? It is a bonus action. Is to to smite as a paladin? Is that also a bonus action? So he's not double smiting. Yes, yeah. Or could could oh, but it is a bonus action, so he couldn't do both on this turn. He could. Oh, okay, okay. But yes, as a paladin in future, while attacking with raffle smite on your on your spear, you could essentially do a divine spell mm-hmm. if you wanted to. Okay, roll your damage. I think also so uh, the the target must make a wisdom saving throw or be frightened of you until the spell ends. All right, I think it's a DC eleven. So I think it's twelve. I, I have it written down as twelve. All right, I don't know. nope, twelve is great. I'll let it. That's what's on your paper. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. He rolled a fifteen. That's okay. Okay. And you said I hit, right? Yep, you hit him. All right. Let's so go. I believe that's that's two d six, and then add your bonus to it. So I got a twelve damage. Okay. And is that it? All you're going to do on this turn? I think that's all I can do. I haven't used it yet because after we got our feet, I haven't looked into. But I was I got Sentinel. Okay. That's where I mean, doesn't he? If they try to move out of your reach, then you take an attack of opportunity, and if you hit, then their movement is zero. That's what I thought. Or so, if they move through. Or yeah, or if they move through, yeah. Yep. If you get an opportunity. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So yeah, which yeah. is a reaction. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. I have it in there now. Not very really helpful for this time, but whatever. Okay, you jump off these steps. Your blade collects magical red energy, and you come down on top of him. And surprised, he sort of rears back and lifts his sword to try and defend himself. But you are able to slash him on his arm, and a little bit of blood gets onto his pristine armor. And he looks up at you and he says, Well, you have learned a little bit more, haven't you? As far as you four go... Are you guys watching this fight? Yes, I yeah, was yeah. going to say if we could go outside. Yeah, like so you guys are out. I'm going to say you're on the steps. Does that work for everybody? Yep. Okay, well, let me know if you guys want to interfere during the fight. He is going to make an attack against you, Theseus, mm-hmm. now. And that is a 19 to hit. That does hit. He is going to use superiority dice and make it a trip attack. So please make a strength saving throw. I got a 14. I'm sorry, 14 fails. And he does 15 damage. He slashes below your shield at your legs, cuts them a little bit, but then brings his sword up, (coughs) hand behind his pommel, and pushes it against your shield like he's done many times. And unfortunately, you're just not quite strong enough to stay up, and he pushes you down to the ground. Tyson, is now technically your turn if you want to give. Yeah, I'm just going to say... Theseus, you fought much worse. Keep going. <laughs> you now, you're so now you, inspired. So yeah, you, so you can oh, add that yeah, to, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to an attack roll or a, or a saving throw. Or unfortunately, that happened at the end, so yeah, uh-huh. you couldn't do it this time. But now it's your turn. Oh no, where are those arrows coming from? I <laughs> know <laughs> I kind of want to let him do his thing, but like, that, there's my bone. Thank you, I appreciate it. Much appreciated. But I want to see what you can do against him. (laughs) Did you mark one of your spells off them? No, I don't have to because... Oh, you can cast it. I can cast, I have two per long rest. Right. Okay, sorry. Thank you for reminding me. Okay, it's now your turn, Theseus. You are now sitting in the dust. Your father, Proteus, looming over you like he has done many times in training. I will make another attack. So stand up and okay. kind of as I stand up, go for a you know, look for a weak spot in his in his stance and, okay. and and shoot my spear up at him. All right. Does an eight hit? No, an eight does not. You do that, and he is going to expend another superiority die and use repose as you thrust your spear. He tries to block it with his sword. Does a eighteen hit? Tie goes to the runner, right? Yeah. Yep. So you see. You thrust your spear up, and he knocks it away with his sword, and as he does so, there's just a small opening between your spear and your body that he pushes his sword through to. And he does 11 damage. It is now your turn. You can move if you want to, or you still have a bonus action. 
I'm going to drink a potion of greater health. So, oops, I have it written down as 44. Sweet, so now it's 44. Wow, that was a whole oh, lot of not health. You did not just roll three ones. Yeah, it was three ones. Uh, yeah, and a, and a four, but um, uh, anyway. So, seven, seven plus, plus four, four, 11. 11. Okay. Oof. So you, you stand up and, and you quickly drink a potion. I'm and sure he's almost dead. You toss. <laughs> <laughs> and you toss the bottle away. I throw it at his dumb butt. And Proteus looks at you and he says, Mere seconds into the fight, you're already dependent on potions. On drink. Just like my father. And with that, you see rage overtakes him and he's gonna slash at you again with his sword. That is a 23 to hit. Yeah, gosh. Okay, so he is going to spend another superiority dice. Oh, we haven't been, you have, as of right now, we haven't oh. been at you rolling for concentration. Now, we will. Okay. Take I mean, I only, had it, I only had it for, oh, that's right, I forgot. Still, I, 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 last for minute, I assumed I that it was you. just gone for some reason. So no, I you was still gonna, have it if you okay. hit. So essentially what happens is, is if you need to be like a 7 you have to be, and a you, 6. You have to be a half of whatever damage Five. you took. Or ten, whatever is lower. Oh. You can I, you can cancel out if you want. No, because no, I was that's, I was actually going to no, cast. That's my that's my fault. So we're going to keep it. Is it lower or higher? It, really? I think it's lower. higher. I'm going to cast is something it, else. Oh anyway, no, because so. you have to roll. Oh, you're right. You're if, right. If, if it's lower than ten, you take ten. But if the half damage is higher than ten, then you take that. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Okay. So he's sorry. He's actually going to use a disarming attack. So you must make a strength saving throw again. Okay. Do you still have inspiration? It does. If you fail it, you I don't have inspiration. Yeah, you do. No, you do. I you get have it to you. Bardic inspiration. Oh, Bardic inspiration. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I was thinking of no, the given inspiration. Little... Oh, what a pleasant surprise. Huh. I got a 22. So you're able to resist it. You see, after blocking your attack and slashing down at you, he begins to twist his blade <clears throat> to go around your spear like he's done in the past, coaxing you to, to give it up. But you, knowing this, are able to hold onto your spear and pull it in a way he can't get it out of your hands. You do unfortunately take 16 damage, though. Oof. So now roll a constitution saving throw. You have to beat 10, or else you lose concentration on your sp- on Wrathful Smite. I got a... What do I get to add to this? Is it your my constitution, constitution saving? You're saved. What's your proficiency? Sorry. Two. So I get seven. You, oh, yeah. So you fail. So I fail. That's yep. fine. As you take the damage from this, as you, as he's not able to, to pull the... Your spear out of your hand. Mm. He says, "Bring the swords sort of across your chest, and you, distracted by this, will lose concentration on your wrathful smile." Okay, you're still alive. You're a beefy boy. Surprisingly, yeah. you're a beefy boy. And and then, then, I would have been <laughs> the second round. Yeah. He beefy is boy. going to Actually, retreat. He's going to retreat. Yep, Ooh. just a few feet. You see, he backs up about twenty feet away from you. Oh. Hit him! Hit him! Get him! Oh, and do I get? Yeah, do I get? Yes, you have a reaction. Yes. <laughs> okay. So if you hit him with this, his speed his speed becomes zero, and he can't essentially. <coughs> you have bardic inspiration too. No, he used it already. Oh, you did. No, I didn't. Oh, you did. I didn't. Oh, I, did. I was like, wait. Sorry. That's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. Too good. Twelve. I rolled a thirteen. No way. Use your. I. Use that for sure. You and I'm going to use my superiority die. Bardic inspiration. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 15? You miss. Oh. Okay. So he, he doesn't turn away from you to run. He like backpedals right, a little right, bit. Right, right, right. And as you thrust your spear at him, he sort of just moves his head back just enough mm-hmm. that the spear goes over his face without harming him at all. Oh, and as you pull it back, he, you see he, he has a smirk on his face. And he says, not quite fast enough, boy. And then you see he sort of stands back and he sort of readies himself. You see he readies, basically readies himself, mm-hmm. preparing for you to... It's now the end of the initiative. Tyson, you want to give another one? No? Okay. Does anybody else want to do anything right now? Okay. Oh, I just hate this guy. Okay. As I see him smile and back away as he just dodged my attack, I would like to... I say, I've been waiting to wipe that smirk off your face for a long time. And I have something that just might do the trick. And I take my spear and I stab it in the ground. And then I reach behind me and I grab my javelin of lightning. Oh, <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, please. And I, 
That's awesome. I had thought so. Please. And I would like to... Well, I'd like to throw them. So, roll your attack. Come on, man. Please. Does a 17 hit? <gasps> a 17 does not hit, <sighs> but he's still going to roll to see if he the lightning hits him. Okay. So it's a dexterity saving throw, DC 13. If he passes, he takes half damage. If he fails, he takes full damage, which is 4d6. Oh, so, a... so roll 4d6 for me right now. So it automatically happens. It's yeah, like, actually like a spell. Correct. That's sick. Correct. It doesn't have to hit for, for him. That's so sick. 16 damage. Okay, so he fails his lightning, his save. So you see, as you draw this javelin and you throw it in his direction, it extends, and as it extends, it turns into this crackling bolt of red lightning that illuminates the street, and you see his sheer shock as it goes towards him. You see the lightning passes through him and continues on down, 120 feet down the street, actually striking a cart and setting it on fire. Nobody is on the cart. It's not being pulled by anything. It's just at the end of the street. It's got, like, stuff in it. You know what I mean? Right. My like, cabbages! <laughs> <laughs> I just think I have to. I'm sorry. Worst random cart. It it's been on fire. It has to be a cabbage cart. I know it. <laughs> you see the crowd sort of is shocked at this. The javelin falls about ten feet behind him without doing damage. But you see he's now badly burned, part of his neck and the side of his face. And his beautiful, pristine armor is now blackened by the heat of this shot. Heck yeah. Is that it? Good for And then, let's see, that that was my attack. I have my movement. Oh, and I have bonus action. Pull out all the stops. Do it. Should I, though? Should I pull out all the stops? I don't know. What is it? (laughs) You got a trump card? You know what? I have to. You know what? I feel like... You know what? I feel like... Dude, I'm going to throw everything I got. It's a matter of pride at this point. Okay. I am going to move towards him, and I would like to take out... I don't know if we did this up. I I remember that I got this from the the treasure hoard, and I don't remember giving it to anyone, so you can correct me if you would like, but I believe I still have the dust of sneezing and choking. You actually did. You did. You never put it in the back of holding. Yeah, that you, will you affect specifically, you as well. It will? Yes. Mm-hmm. You specifically kept that, though. You know, it's, it's, Perfect. I you did. Right up to it. Yes, I oh, did. Wow. You did? A scholar. Okay. Mm. Do you want me to just read what it does? Yes. Bard True gentleman of the books. A bard okay. indeed is bard indeed. <laughs> <laughs> a bard indeed is bard indeed. That's better. When you use an action yeah, so you to can. throw a handful... Anything within 30 feet must exceed on DC 15 constitution wow. save or become unable to breathe. Yeah. Oh. Uh, that includes you. And so you can't do it this turn. That's true, because I used my action. I could have yeah. scooted back and used it, but... No. Because you... He was already throwing, 20 feet away from well, you. Throwing the javelin was your action. You you still I know. I'm saying if I had my action, oh, right, I could... Correct. Yeah. Okay. In that case, I don't want to move towards him. Okay. <laughs> but it's so funny though if you did do that <laughs> you just, I was just gaslighting <laughs> both of you were just chemical uh, uh, <laughs> warfare you did. I don't know <laughs> Well, that's what it is. It's like a last ditch resort. Yeah, it's a last like, ditch. Yeah. It's more like you're trapped in a room with ten guys they're all gonna kill you so you're like All hold right. your breath yeah. yeah unless you're like a uh, Warforged or something. Yeah, no, it doesn't yeah. matter. Boom. But if, <laughs> but if, you, if you're theoretically if you were to tell your party hold your breath and then do it then they would get advantage on the Constitution saving throw. Mm-hmm. Essentially, the turn happens after it was thrown. But then, essentially, the advantage is if you successfully do it, you're able to. Hold so we need to remember that. We need to come up with code word. Yes. All right. Is that it for you? Please. I saw my bonus action, and <laughs> no. I'm going to breathe. Breathe. <laughs> you can cast. Take a big breath. I want to cast thunderous. Okay. So you pull your spear out of the ground, and as it does, it crackles with this lightning, red lightning again, as you cast Thunder Smite on it, which means if you hit target in the next minute, it will cast Thunder Smite as far as damage goes. Mm-hmm. And they also are pushed, but they have to do a, uh, a saving throw or be pushed back 10 feet. So you see Proteus looking down at his now tainted armor, scowls at you, and he says, Perhaps I was wrong. Perhaps you have learned something, and then he's going to charge towards you. I would like to say, before he charges for me, I would like to say, I would just like to say, uh, looking at his, how he's scarred so badly on, like, his neck. Or not so badly, he just, he's burned, just burned a little bit. He's burned, but yeah. I would like to say, as much as I wanted to 
to take that smile off of your face. Maybe show my mother that burn, and it'll put one on hers. And then he charges towards you. Um, if you'd like, you can use your bonus action with Polar Master to make an attack. I was absolutely going to do that. Entering your five foot range. Does a 18 hit? An 18 does hit. Oh, his speed is zero as well. That wasn't was Sentinel. Kind of, that wasn't Sentinel. No, but that it was... acts together. Oh, they but do? I mean, yeah, which um, is why it's I believe so. lethal combo. Yeah. But seeing that he's at five feet, he wouldn't yeah. move anyway. So. Yeah, he wouldn't move anyway because it would happen again. I do 10 damage, okay. and then of course he has to make a saving throw. Make a saving throw. Dexterity or strength? Ooh, I just had it up, sorry. You're all right. Let's see. Strength saving throw or be pushed 10 feet away from you okay. and knocked. Okay, he rolled a 15 strength saving throw. Actually, I don't know. Is it just it, your spell safe? It's your spell I think safe. A spell save? Yeah. Yeah, he, he passes. Okay, so he runs up towards you and you put up your shield and on the top of it slide your spear forward using his own momentum against him. And as he runs into the point of your spear, a loud concussive boom echoes through the streets as anything loose rattles with the concussive's force. And the crowd again, almost knocked back by this force. It kicks up dust around you both. Mm -hmm. And you thinking that he is knocked back. The dust settles and you see he is engaged with you and still there, not being knocked back. He says, it's time to put an end to this. He is going to attack you with a trip attack. He rolled a 19 on the dice. That so, is. I'm going to say, I'll have to plus, he's going to expend his superiority die. Do the trip attack. You need to make a strength saving throw. Okay. 12. 12 fails. Okay. You're pushed to the ground as he slashes at your shield, forcing you to the ground. He does 13 damage. And now while you're on the ground, he's going to make his second attack. He has only been using one of his two attacks on his attack action. This entire oh time. my gosh. And he's going to use it with advantage because you are on the ground. Okay, yeah. That's a 26. That, I think it hits. <laughs> a little. And that's 16 damage. Okay, I am. Anyway, continue. Are you knocked out? No. Okay, you're still up. So he's going to use his action surge. I mean, you are on the ground, so he's going to attack you again with advantage. So that is 22 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And that's 10 damage. That's it. That brings you down. Hmm. After he knocks you on the ground, he strikes you once with his sword. And in that strike, it actually sends your shield flying, clanking onto the ground about five or ten feet away. And then you see he slashes again with his sword. And this time it hits your spear, knocking it out of your hand. That too skitters across the cobblestone. At this point, you are so weak and so exhausted from battle that you've all but been expended for your fight. And as your vision begins to... <clears throat> fade in and out as your body fight from going unconscious you see he stands over you and he looks into your eyes and he says well has anything changed are you in the exact same place you were before you left at my feet staring up at me you've learned nothing since you have left and you are not my son as he begins to raise his sword to stab it down into your chest you hear from the crowd Faustus yell, Proteus, don't. And he stretched forth his hand, and you see Proteus, right before bringing it down into your chest, thinks about it for a moment. And he slowly puts his arms to his side, and he looks at you, still struggling to keep from passing out from blood loss and exhaustion. And he says, you wouldn't be worth the time it would take to clean your blood from my blade. And then he spits to the side and walks off slowly. As he walks off, I would like to... Why is he knocked out? He's not? He's no. still awake. No. So essentially, Proteus is so skilled he could beat somebody within an inch of their life. And he hurt him so much that he brought him down to, to one hit point. In my exhaustion laying on the ground, can I stand up? I mean, you're, you're, you're pretty rattled. That's because, fine. because you didn't knock out when you were down to zero, I'll yeah. say you can at least get to a knee. Yeah, that's that fair. That's fine. Yeah, just covered in the dirt and the blood and just, I'd like to get up on one knee and say, being angry and exhausted, I hate you. You're no father of mine. I will never forget what you did to me. And then I would like to take my necklace 
off that I didn't previously had showing from underneath my armor mm. that has a simple chain with an ear on it as well as a, a minotaur ring. And I would like to take out my ring mm-hmm. with the black rose on it and slip it onto the necklace and say, I look forward to feeding your soul to the dark god. And then I put my necklace back around my neck. Um, when you began talking to him, he stopped, but he never turned. Um, he just sort of kept his back to you as you made your veiled threat. His sword still in his hand at his side. He turns his head just enough so you can catch the side of his eye. Roll me a perception check. Okay. A nine. Proteus says, in a tone that you've not, you were not used to him speaking to you, almost soft, and he says, the biggest disappointment of all was that you chose to worship Morgus. And then he begins to walk away. And as he turns to leave, you can't tell if it was sweat from the fight or a tear. There was something that went down the side of his face when he turned to say that. And as you see, he walks down the street opposite the direction of this now raging fire that is on the cart. Faustus comes over and he reaches his hand out to you to pull you up. I'll, I'll take his hand. And he pulls you up and he looks at you and he says, I'm sorry, that happened, brother. I feel like in, in my exhaustion, I just wouldn't say anything, just acknowledge that he said it. Okay. You know, turns to the rest of you who are standing in silence amongst all the other patrons, which the inn is now completely silent. There's no music, and you can see every available space there is that has an opening to the outside in this inn is filled with the faces of everybody inhabiting there, as if the entire inn thought that they were doing to watch this fight in the streets. Bass is turning to you, Fire, and he says, Best of luck to you. May the gods be with you in your endeavors. May you return successful with the heir to the throne, because if it goes to that man, we will all be sorry. And he turns and he walks off. A couple minutes go by, and after Faustus walks out of sight, you see everybody, sort of person by person, begins to go back what they were doing. And music begins to play in the bar again, and people on the street begin to walk in to wherever they were going. And very, very weak, Theseus, you stagger over and, and pick up your spear, covered in dust, dirt, smeared with, you couldn't tell if it was yours or Proteus's blood. And the same, you go over to your shield and you pick it up. And my javelin as well. And your javelin, you, the, yes, yeah. and you retrieve your javelin. And you meet your friends that are now standing at the edge of these stairs. So I'm going to kind of walk down the stairs and kind of meet them halfway and um, speak loud enough for everyone to hear and say, I think we we need a drink. I, I know a place nearby. Other than Lidley. <laughs> I think that sounds wonderful. And as we start sounds to walk good. off, I lean over to Vedius and said, I thought I had daddy issues. <laughs> Is that, um... Makes you feel any better. I don't have a dad. So, as you begin to walk, Alondros, you know a bit of better reputable places to drink. Because you grew up sort of more posh. But you guys walk... Sort of in the direction of where Alondros' house is, away from the docks into a nicer place in town. And you see there is more of a tavern, less of an inn for sailors to go to, but more of, of just a regular tavern that provides food and drink. And there seems to be a little nicer people there as far as you see they're wearing a little bit finer togas. And you see it's, it's a lot quieter in there. It's less rowdy and, you know, there's less going on. And you guys go in, and you see it's uh, on the inside is, is mostly white marble, contrasted from the place you just came from, which was mostly wood. And you see it, it is beautiful in here. There are chandeliers hanging, and there are various people drinking in lounges, sort of around a center bar that is providing different mixtures of wine and things. And you see there is a bartender there, and you see behind him there are some air elementals sort of going around mixing drinks, drinks for people. You see he recognizes you. Alondros and says, Ah, well, if it isn't the Braille boy, come on in, come on in. Yes, it's it's been a while since I've been here. Can we, by chance, get a private room? Well, uh, it's a bit late in the night for that, but I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Much appreciated. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to flip him a gold. Okay. And you see he takes it and is grateful for it. A few minutes go by and he comes up and he says, I think, I think I've got something that will work. And you see he pulls you over to a lounge that is not a private room itself, but it's close to the wall and surrounded by pillars. 
but you see he's able to pull some curtains around these pillars so that it sort of encloses into a room, but it's not exactly completely closed off. You can still hear some of the things that are happening outside, and he says, well, will this do for you? Yes, yes, this will, this will be great. Thank you very much. Wonderful. I'll have some of my elementals come and fetch you some drink. Perfect. Sounds good. And you all settle in to this, these cushions that are surrounding a beautiful, ornately designed, tiled, mosaic table. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to really force you into a situation. I just kind of... Well, you know, he sucks. I hate that guy. <laughs> He's so arrogant. I, I appreciate everything each one of you did. It means a lot. And don't blame yourself for anything that happened. Has it always been this way with you and him between you two? For a long time. Is there something that caused it? Or have you just had high expectations growing up? I I don't know what caused it. It just just how it always has been. Hmm. Maybe my family, the way he was raised, I don't know. It generally always takes one to Break the cycles. I hope that I'm brave enough to to do that. And just then you hear and feel sort of a, a warm breeze. And you see the curtain sort of is moved by this swirling gust of wind with drinks. And it sort of puts it on the table and swirls away. Sweet. I just imagine like one of those tunnels that has labels on it. We're naked. We're like just sitting there, like all calmly, but our hair's like, yeah. yeah. It's not that much. So this it goes away. We just continue like nothing even yeah. happens. So this, like, well, this, that was lovely. This place is called the Tempest. This man is a, a magician or a thaumaturge, and sort of the, the niche part of this bar is that he has these elementals that serve the drinks to people. I think that's cool. That so, and you're but you're alone again. It there's now wine and. And other some some basic food. It's not like a meal, but there are some 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 bread, some cheese, some grapes, maybe olives. Sounds so good right now. Yeah. Oh well, what are we doing? Can't believe you tried to bribe us with a boat. Sorry, not to keep going back to it, but can't believe you tried to bribe us. Period. Can't say surprised. Oh, I'm a man of (laughs) I'm a man of honor, but then to have no respect for. His own blood. Tried to call him out on it, but I guess that only made things worse. That's okay, like I said. Yep. My brother, he's an idiot, but I would still do anything for him. Well, it mattereth not what god you serve to me. You've proven to be a honorable man. Thank you. I would walk up to Theseus and put my hand on his shoulder and say, Are you sure you're okay? Is there anything I can do to help you? No, but I will. Okay. And I kind of give him, like, a side hug and then go and sit back down. And now I've been friend-zoned, and, and now that made it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, whether you are honorable or not, I don't really know. You are a great fighter. And why wouldn't I be honorable? Because I don't worship Iroas like everyone else. No, it's not that. It's that you kept it secret from us. You could have just told us. So? Who's the matter who I worship? Because you're afraid. Excuse me? Nothing. Oh, what makes Iroas so much better than, than Mojus? I'm not saying he is better. Don't all the gods count? Don't they all create? I mean, together? Aren't they all purposeful? Yes. Doesn't war always have its place? Yes, it does. Whether you worship Mojus or I worship Iroas, we're still life force. We can't fight our gods' wars for them. I agree. Personally, I think all the gods are stupid. Just throwing that out there. I also agree. Only D4? Thank you. Wait, wait, would he gain five? I don't know who did Wait, 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 wait. Oh my gosh, dude, are you kidding me? I rolled it and it was just like, meh. It was was piety. Oof. What? Yeah. Why? (laughs) Did you just. Because the god that you worship is Okay, well, I wasn't. I was saying. There's no take In my mind, I was thinking all other gods. Okay, that's more your god's style. I don't want to. Alright, yeah, I didn't, I'm not trying I know, to I reveal understand. to them. I understand, right. I understand. You're petty, that's okay. You, you know, like, you just have to okay, okay. It. Yeah, no, that you was get, more... Okay, you get one pie. Okay, yeah. That makes more sense. I was doing sense. that more in, like, uh, 
Trying to ruffle the feathers. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got it. I agree, though. Who are we if we don't serve our own needs, but the needs of some benevolent being that has their own agenda? Yes. They have their business. We have ours. We shouldn't mix both of them together. Speaking of our needs, and I pull out the the chip, the the poker chip that has stained blood on it, and I stick it on the table. When are we going to kill Lioness? Normally, I wouldn't condone violence, even though it's fun. Yes, we should do that. We can't make it look like a murder. We have to make it look like a robbery. Alondros. Roll an insight check. Ooh. Nat 20, but that puts me up at a 22. This is not like 70s Chicago mob boss that's connected to all of the justice system, and if he was killed, like the justice system would go after whoever killed him. He might be paying off some city officials to look the other way while he runs a gambling business. But if someone were to kill him, legally, not too many people would, would bat an eye. He is not looked upon as a, as a good figure in Melitus. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So No, I just want to get some money out of it if we're going to kill him. That's why I suggested that. <laughs> well, he's a fairly rich man, and I suppose there will be much spoils, but... <laughs> Honestly, I'm all for it. I think the sooner we do it, the better. I want to get out of this place. I hate this town. I'd be fine if we never came back. Speaking of, do you have your form or someone else's form? I honestly forgot to put it back up. After the whole, after I dropped it in the bar, I forgot okay. to put it back up. So <coughs> I, right. I didn't say that I put it up, so it's not okay. a, my hat of disguise. All right. Let's go kill this guy. I believe we should have some sort of a plan. He might be a low life, but it's not like he's never thought about people robbing him or killing him before. He's going to have things in place that we need to discuss somewhat of a plan. We stage a coup. That would take a little while for some of us to get in, and then, you know... We like... all get jobs at the casino. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't really teach us theoretical plan-making skills in the slave arena, so... Every opportunity you have to drop the fact that you were a slave, Matt, you do. <laughs> Literally every chance. Hey, I'm like buy... Jeff. Oh, I was a slave once before. I knew a slave named Jeff when I was a slave. With that Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. Jeff the slave, good friend of mine. Would you like a refill on your cup? Oh, yes. You know where they don't give you refills? The slave trade. <laughs> which which I, I was a part of. <laughs> Well, speaking, if we need a plan, do we maybe need more arms? As in, maybe go level up a little bit? Yes, I need new weapons. I was going to actually bring that up. I hear Militus has quite a lot of magic. We can find something that could help us out and maybe upgrade some of the weapons we have. You know what we should have done? We should have gotten the information about your father's boat. And we should have stolen it. That's what we should have done. I didn't think of it. I was too angry at the time. Well, it's not really his boat. Well, whoever's boat it was. Regardless, you know Lioness better than any of us do. What do we do? Watch him for a day? Is there... Does he have a house? Does he live at the casino? He lives there. I would assume that he he brought you into his area for those who who entered. I'm gesturing to... Thalassa and Adelphos. Yes, he did. That is where he spends most of his time, tucked back in the the deep caves of his place. <laughs> <laughs> Insert clever word here. Yeah. In his den, yeah. In his, in his den. In his den of filth. <laughs> but I think the one thing that we have on him is that, that he wants me. And I think we can use that to the, the best of our abilities to get us in there. And once we're in there, you know, maybe... Some of these more strategic warfare folk would would maybe have a plan in taking down someone who is very powerful. Or even coax him out. Yeah, he doesn't know what we look like. He hasn't met either of us. Could you make yourself look like Alondros, Vidius? Oh, absolutely. Can I make myself look like Alondros? There are now two Alondros in sitting I think a plan is coming together. And that's where we end our episode. I like that. I like it. <laughs> yeah. so we ended it right there. <laughs> all right, as always. All right, now with we that, appreciate uh, we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. I love you. We love you.
love everything D&D, be sure to subscribe to our TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube for updates. We're also on Patreon. For only two bucks a month, you can get loads of exclusive content, including our after show. Thanks as always, and we'll catch you next week on PGD&D. Thank you.